0: Sixty two Chapter two Dhyataha Bishayan Pumsaha Sangah Teshu Upajayate Sangat Sanjayate Kama Kamat Krotha अभिजायते ध्यायतो विशयान पुम्सह संगस्ते शूपजायते संगात संजायते कामा कामात क्रोधो भिजायते Dhyayato vishayan Pumsaha. Sangaste Shu Pajayate. Sangat sanjayate Kamaha. Sangat Sanjay. Kamaat Kro Hare Krishna. Keep okay, please chant? You know how to chant, over? Never mind, Mathijus. Never mind, Mathijus. Chant. Dhyayato Sangaste shubha Sangat sanjayate kamaha Kamat out, growth of hijayate. more volume. Sangat Sanjayate, come out, growth of Dhyayato (laughs) vishayan (laughs) pumsaham Sangasthi supa jayate Sangasthi supa jayate Sangat sanjayate kama Kamaat krodho bhijayate Dhyayata While contemplating Vishayana, sense objects Pumsaha, of the person Sangaha, attachment Teshu, in the sense objects Upajayate, develops Sangat, attachment Sanjayate, develops Kamaha, desire Kamat from desire krodha anger abhijayate becomes manifest translation purport by His divine grace Swami, Shla, prabhupada ki translation while contemplating the objects of the senses a person develops attachment for them and from such attachment lust develops and from lust anger arises please repeat while contemplating the objects
1: <coughs>
0: of the senses A person develops attachment for them (coughs) and from such attachment (coughs) lust develops and from lust anger arises. Purport. One who is not Krishna conscious is subjected to material desires while contemplating the objects of senses. The senses require, require real engagements and if they are not engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord, they will certainly seek engagement in the service of materialism. In the material world, everyone including Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma to say nothing of other demigods in the heavenly planets is subjected to the influence of sense objects and the only method to get out of this puzzle of material existence is to become Krishna conscious. (coughs) Lord Shiva was deep in meditation but when Parvati agitated him for sense pleasure, he agreed to the proposal and as a result, Karthikeya was born. When Haridas Thakur was a young devotee of the Lord, he was similarly allured by the incarnation of Maya Devi. But Haridas easily passed the test because of his unalloyed devotion to Lord Krishna. As illustrated in the above-mentioned verse of Sri Ramanacharya, a sincere devotee of the Lord <coughs> shuns all material sense enjoyment due to his higher taste for spiritual enjoyment and the association of the Lord. And that is the secret of success. One who is not therefore in Krishna consciousness, however powerful he may be in controlling the senses by artificial repression. Is sure to ultimate is sure ultimately to fail, for the slightest thought of sense pleasure will agitate him to gratify his desires. We <coughs> will also read the next one. So chapter two verse sixty three, it's a continuation actually of this. Krodhat Bhavati Sammoha s- Sammoha, sammoha Translation, from anger delusion arises and from delusion bewilderment of memory. When memory is bewildered, the intelligence is lost and when intelligence is lost, one falls down again into the material pool. Purport, by development of Krishna Consciousness, one can know that everything has its use in the service of the Lord. Those who are without knowledge of Krishna Consciousness artificially try to avoid material objects and as a result, although they desire liberation from material bondage, they do not attain to the perfect stage of renunciation. On the other hand, a person in Krishna Consciousness knows how to use everything in the service of the Lord. Therefore, he does not become a victim of material consciousness. For example, for an Impersonalist, the Lord or the Absolute, being impersonal, cannot eat. Whereas an Impersonalist tries to avoid good eatables, A devotee knows that Krishna is the supreme enjoyer and that he eats all that is offered to him in devotion. So after offering good eatables to the Lord, the devotee takes the remnants called prasadam. Thus, everything becomes spiritualized and there is no danger of a downfall. The devotee takes prasadam in Krishna consciousness, whereas the non-devotee rejects it as material. The impersonalist, therefore, cannot enjoy life due to his artificial renunciation. And for this reason, a slight agitation of the mind pulls him down again into the pool of material existence. It is said that such a soul, even though rising up to the point of liberation, falls down again due to his not having support in devotional service. So these are very often quoted verses, these two. These two verses describe the journey of the soul downward, how we actually go glide down in our consciousness and get lower and lower life forms it all starts with uh, contemplating the objects of the senses with our senses the temptation to enjoy our senses uh, is very strong and if we fall victim to such enjoyment then the end result is suffering That is explained as we saw last week in the 18th chapter of Bhagavad Gita that (coughs) happiness in the mode of passion, Rajogun, Rajasik happiness will start uh, so called pleasurably, will give instant gratification but uh, in the end the result will be full of anxiety and trouble. and here an exactly opposite path is described in the purport which is actually continuing from the 59th verse which if we see the only way to control our senses is to have a higher engagement here it is explained in the 59th verse Vishaya Vinivartante Niraharas Rasavarjam rasopyasya param nivartate 259 The embodied soul may be restricted from sense enjoyment though the taste for sense object, <coughs> objects remains but seizing such engagements by experiencing a higher taste he is fixed in consciousness. So if we restrict ourselves from enjoying our mind will crave more for such enjoyment. So the better way is to give a greater enjoyment so that the enjoyment we were after will become pale in comparison and that is the only way to control the senses to control the senses means to control it from acting materially the senses basically want to be engaged So, instead of engaging it for our pleasure, we have to engage our senses and the objects of our senses for Krishna's pleasure. Like Prabhupada said in the purport here, um, the tongue is always craving to eat nice food, tasty food stuff. Uh, So, if we are not a devotee, we will immediately try to eat whatever smells nice or whatever I want to eat. But, a devotee He also eats nicely, but he eats what is offered to Krishna. So just before eating, we can offer to Krishna and then the prasadam we can eat. So that way there is no danger of fall down. Whereas um, a non-devotee or an impersonalist who doesn't have uh, the idea that God is a person, It's not an idea, it's a a fact. Who does not have this information that God is a person, uh, he rejects any offering because love means uh, transaction between two persons. So the devotee and the Lord, (coughs) the transaction is called devotional service. There has to be service. Prabhupada always translated bhakti as devotional service. Not that you know uh, some uh, so-called lip service devotion, not like that. If I'm, if, I, if I'm actually devotionally inclined, then I must serve. Just like when the, that is a symptom of love, just like uh, in ordinary lusty dealings, a boy and a girl, suppose the boy uh, loves the girl, He will give some flowers, he will take her out for dinner or you know. So, there is activity, there is service. So, he offers her so many things. So, similarly, uh, if we love Krishna, then we have to offer him. That is why in the Vedic custom, it is uh, mandatory that when one comes to the temple, he is always bringing something, some rice, some flowers, some fruit, something for the Lord. So, this is offering. So, everything, every time, uh, that is symptom of love. We are giving something for the pleasure of Krishna. Uh, Not, uh, when I I see the flower, I want to smell myself. No. That is uh, sense gratification. But if I offer it to Krishna and then I smell, then that is prasadam. So, none of the senses in devotional service, none of the senses are denied their pleasure. But we only enjoy after Krishna has enjoyed. That is the difference. Whereas, in sense gratification, we don't want Krishna to enjoy, we want to enjoy ourselves. Whereas, a devotee, he enjoys only if Krishna enjoys it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, here, Yamunacharya. He quoted, we have also studied this previously. So he is saying, Yadavadhi mamaceta krishna padaravinde Navanava rasadhamanyudyatam rantumasit Tadavadhi vata narisangame smaryamane Bhavati mukha vikara sushtu See, in the material world, the highest pleasure is sex pleasure. And here, Yamunacharya is saying, since my mind has been engaged in the service of the lotus feet of Lord Krishna and I have been enjoying an ever-new transcendental humor, whenever I think of sex life with a woman, my sp- my face at once turns from it and I spit at the very thought. So, this is the um, standard of happiness of devotional service, that the highest pleasure in the material world completely fades in comparison where in fact he wants to speed up the thought actually it is suffering but because we are under the influence of the illusory energy uh, which is called Maya <laughs> so we are taking false it's suffering as happiness you see Prahlad Maharaj He describes yanmaythonaadi grhameydhii sukham hitu cham kando yane nakarayor ibadukha dukham tripyantyane kripana bahudukha bhaja kando tivan manasijam vishaheyadhii Sex life is compared to the rubbing of two hands to relieve an itch. Grhameydhii, so-called grhasthas who have no spiritual knowledge, think that this itching is the greatest platform of. Uh, happiness although actually it is a source of distress the Kripanas, the fools who are just the opposite of brahmanas are not satisfied by repeated sensuous enjoyment those who are dhira however who are sober and who tolerate this itching are not subjected to the sufferings of fools and rascals <coughs> the analogy is given nicely that to relieve an itch so the itching sensation Uh, one second so the itching sensation uh, when we have uh, something itching so if we scratch and scratch and scratch we would like to scratch but then the more you scratch it will become a sore and become very painful so the best way to relieve an itch is to just tolerate that itching sensation And then it will heal much quicker. But um, we fail to see such long-term benefits. We want instant gratification. This is our disease. And um, therefore, the quality of patience is hardly there, especially with our modern instant gratification lifestyle. Patience is very, very scarce. So... Even anyway, either way, whether it's Kaliyuga or Satyug or Dvapa the nature of the material world is that we do not see, we fail to. Um, our tendency is to not look into the future for our success. We want instant gratification, but especially so in Kaliyuga. So this this sex life is compared like that. There is so much trouble associated with it but if you see, in a person's life the most important event is the marriage. There, of course marriage is actually a control of that itching sensation instead of unrestricted sex life with anybody and everybody, it is restricted. Why there is a marriage in the human life? Because it has to be restricted. Because it's not supposed to be unrestricted. <coughs> Krishna. <coughs> Krishna. So that is the idea. But they think uh, that is the start of full unrestricted sense gratification. No, that is not the point. There are actually Dasaveda samskar, ten types of purificatory processes, rituals. Uh, marriage is only one of them. And it is not the most important one. The most important one is the Upanayana, where um, one accepts uh, a spiritual master. That is the most uh, important sanskar in human life or reformatory process in human life. If one does not have a proper bona fide guru, then one's life is animal life. That's why in the Vedas it is said Adho Guruvashrayam," Saddharma We must The first thing in human life Adav means the first thing in human life Is uh, To accept a Guru Take shelter of a Guru And do what? Sadharma We have to inquire from the Guru About the Real duty of human life What is our real duty? Otherwise, we are like animals because it is said if one is not interested in himself, in the soul, then there is animal life. If he does not know who is he, who is God, what is his relationship, then it is animal life because animals also don't know. But in today's context, animal life is being praised. And religion is being curbed. God consciousness doesn't have much value nowadays in the society of uh, atheist. More or less people are becoming more and more atheistic. And they may have some kind of slight inclination for religious life, but they are not interested seriously in satisfying the Lord. You see? So, therefore, uh, in the Vedas, I mean in the Bhagavatam, there is another verse actually, which also highlights the same point that those who are interested so much in the household life. Griheshu Kuta Dharmesh <coughs> Griheshu Kuta Dharmeshu Dukha Tantre Shvatantrita Kurvan Dukha Pratikaram Sukhavan Manyate Grihi The attached householder remains in his family life which is full of diplomacy and politics always spreading miseries and controlled by acts of sense gratification he acts just to counteract the reactions of all his miseries and if he can successfully counteract such miseries he thinks that he is happy The whole life is just predicated upon this one thing First of all, he is not only miserable but he spreads those miseries to others also this is household life. Huh? And he is controlled by acts of sense gratification. His only mission in life is to counteract those troubles that, that are associated with sex life. If you see, people work hard day and night to maintain their family and to raise raise the children. And in the process, so much fights happen in the house. Uh, he has to struggle with his, uh, in the workplace. In this way and that way. All these are for what? To maintain a family situation. That's why the... the, Who is that? Economist. Uh, Famous uh, economist. So he said, um, family life is the basis of economic development. Nobody will be interested in the economy. If one is not married, he will take whatever he wants and then he will quit work whenever he wants and goes on a holiday, and there is no commitments involved. If given a chance, nobody likes to work. So, when one is married, one has no other choice but to work because he has to maintain. So, it is by force. He has to do it. He, He likes it or not, he has to do it because otherwise he cannot survive. He cannot maintain his family situation. Because all, all these things require money to be maintained. Pumsastriya methani bhava metam tayoar metho hrda granthi maahu ato griha kshetra sutapta vittaya. Vittaya means money. Janasya mohoyam ahamma methi. The attraction between male and female is the basic principle of material existence. On the basis of this misconception, which ties together the hearts of the male and female, one becomes attracted to his body, home, property, children, relatives and wealth. In this way, one increases life's illusions and thinks in terms of I and mind. Not only does he um, try to fight those miseries, but in the process, he becomes very attached to his hearth and home. and what is so bad about attached, being attached in fact it is glorified nowadays oh family day, family time these, everything. these are glorified <coughs> because people who do not have anything any knowledge higher than this glorify these things but the more we are attached to a family and earth and home the more the distress is going to be when we separate Death is very rude. It does not prepare you slowly and you know, no. Rude. It just takes away somebody in one moment and it takes us away in a moment. Everything that we have worked for, it has no respect for us. Death has absolutely no respect for what we have done. Oh, he has achieved so much, never mind, never mind. Let him enjoy more. No, if the time comes, finish. One second, everything is. That's why they call it a rude awakening. <laughs> you cannot ask the death to have manners. Death has got no manners. Huh? When death comes, Krishna says. I will take everything away from you in a moment. Whatever billion dollar empire, this means the whole world may praise you. But I don't care. This is what Krishna is saying. In a moment I will take away everything. so those who complain oh this person was rude to me that person was rude to me this person did not behave when death comes can we complain oh death you are not so you are very rude (laughs) that's the business of death so we have to come out of this illusion while we are in this life this is why detachment is so much Stressed why we should not be attached so much overly to our material affections. Huh? Deha Patya Kalatra Deshu Atma Saines Asat Swapi Srimad Bhagavatam Kanto two chapter one verse four two one four deha patya kalad radishu atma tesham pramatto nidhanam persons, of, persons devoid of atma do not inquire into the problems of life, being too attached to the fallible soldiers like the body, children and wife. Although sufficiently experienced, they still do not see their inevitable destruction. Uh, one is attached to home one is attached to wife one is attached to children all of which will be taken away he himself will be taken away but he is the words are used (coughs) even though sufficiently experienced because he knows his grandfather died his great grandfather died everybody died still he thinks maybe that thing won't come to me or maybe he knows actually he knows it will come to him but still he is so blind to it that is our position we know everybody we are going to die everybody will die but still we act like as if we have we have infinite time in this world and we put put things for the future we postpone things especially about spiritual advancement other things yeah you can you should postpone they're not so important but uh, especially spiritual realization uh, devotional service to Krishna. These things cannot be postponed. One cannot think, oh, once I become retired, when my work is all finished, you know, that time I will have plenty of time to read Bhagavad Gita. <clears throat> well, we have seen so many people who retire. They have no time still. It, it is a disease, it is a chronic disease, no time disease so if we have no time now how will we have time later it is not time, time everybody has the same hours in the day it is just how you prioritize your uh, how we prioritize our uh, desires what our mind is preoccupied with and what we want to fulfill what we want to do this is what we are it is our priorities that Make us feel no time for something else because we don't have, we don't take that as a priority. When we ask people to come to the temple, I will try. But will they say that to work? Will they say that to their boss? No. Because the priority is there. Whether they like it or not, they will go. But here, I will try. When I can, I will do. That means they won't do because they are not interested. If you are really interested, then no, no time or time I will come first without seeing Krishna I cannot without coming for the Bhagavad Gita class I, I cannot it should uh, you should feel uncomfortable if you are not coming to the temple you should feel uncomfortable if you are not chanting then yes, that is a symptom of a bit of attraction for Krishna kalatvam uh, you see Shantir avyarthakalatvam These are the qualities of a person who is advancing in devotional service. This is quoted from Madhilila, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhilila, Chapter 23, verses 18 and 19. Shantir Avyartha Kalatvam Viratir Manashonyata Asabandha Bandha Samukkantha. Namagane sadaruchi Asattistad guna khyane pritistad vasattistale ityadayo nu jata bhavankure jane. When the seed of ecstatic emotion for Krishna fructifies, the following nine symptoms becomes uh, nine symptoms manifest in one's behavior. Forgiveness, he will easily forgive. Others who offend him or insult him he doesn't take it very seriously because you know it doesn't see you don't give too much attention when it doesn't deserve that much attention so he knows where which deserves attention if you give too much attention to something then you get worked up you know so he easily forgives because he's interested in a higher thing he doesn't care whether somebody insults or not second thing this is the most this is the point I want to make concern that time should not be wasted concern that time time should not be wasted this is an important thing a devotee cannot see his time being wasted he feels very uncomfortable
1: Mm.
0: he doesn't want to waste time Uh, detachment absence of false prestige hope hope means not Oh, I, I, I hope my promotion gets, you know, I have faith in Krishna that Krishna will give me promotion tomorrow. No, this kind of hope. Hope means in the advancement of spiritual life. Suppose there is difficult situation, like, just like Prahlad Maharaj. He was being tortured by his father, but he had the hope that Krishna will help him. You see, he had the hope. And his hope paid off that hope that Krishna will protect my devotional service if I am serious about it that is the point not hope that my material life will advance no. that is a hopeless end There is hope against hope eagerness eagerness for what? for Krishna again eager, not eagerness for money no a taste for chanting the holy name of the Lord we are talking about now the tongue or the senses being um, associated <clears throat> with the sense objects. But here he has his taste for chanting Krishna's name Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Hare. He likes to chant. Not that, oh, I don't want to go to the temple, you know. Whenever I go, the devotees will ask me whether I am chanting. These people, they'll never leave me that means I have no taste but if you are uncomfortable not chanting yes then there is advancement Uh, if you feel something is missing when you don't chant then there is advancement (coughs) so this has to be understood and then what Attachment to descriptions of the transcendental qualities of the Lord. Uh, one is at, attached to reading, one is attached to hearing the classes on Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam. Um, that means it just like this is attached this is I mean if you if you love someone, what is fan following? Fan following means one has attraction for something or someone and he wants to know every detail of the person if you are interested in someone you want to know more about that person automatically similarly if you are interested in the Lord if we have affection for the Lord we want to know more about the Lord and it is not that you read the Bhagavad Gita once okay? now I know about the Lord I know enough no the beauty is the more you the more you read the more you will feel that this is newer and newer each time you read Bhagavad Gita, you will get a newer and newer realization, deeper realization. Provided we are not committing offenses. Some people actually say, "Oh, I don't want to read Bhagavad Gita." You know? Every time, it's the same thing is being said. We have to become Krishna conscious. We are not the body. Oh, same thing. You know? Why they feel like that? Why they feel it as hackneyed? Huh? No taste. No taste because they are committing some offences they are not reading in a submissive way they are not interested I mean if I am bored if I am bored hearing that I am not the body that means I have actually not paid attention I have not contemplated on the idea that I am not the body if I really contemplate I am not the body then all my actions will be questioned This is introspection. Introspection means if I really uh, take in those words that I am not the body and what am I doing with my life? I am actually just absorbed in maintaining this body and decorating this body. I have a long way to go. That's how I will think. So it is a matter of introspection. Okay, I need to come out of this. I need to engage more in Krishna's service. I need to do something else, you know, I need to do more and more service. So, this is, um, I need to read more. I need to read. I need to hear. I need to do service. I need to chant more. I need to eat only Krishna Prasadam because the food that we eat, if it's not Prasadam, it will contaminate us. Uh, you are what you eat. And that's true. And if we eat Krishna Prasadam, then it's easier for us to understand this subject. You might say, what is the relation? You know, that is food and this is if you got intelligence you will understand no <clears throat> I have seen so many people who are very very intelligent materially so sharp but when it comes to this subject they become like dull headed idiots they talk without completely without logic it's very contrast it's contrasty because when they talk about material subjects they talk with full logic and full but when it comes to this They are not interested. How can you be not interested if you are so intellectual? A very intellectual person will be interested, will be intrigued. There is no intrigue even in many of these so called intelligent people. It doesn't intrigue them how this creation was made and what was the plan and who is behind this. They are quick to jump to the conclusion "Eh, nobody is there, there is no God there. Explain then how there is no God they ask us how?" Oh, okay. then you say God is there show me that's it I will believe you just have to show me so Krishna says Krishna's reply to that is "Naam Prakash I am not interested if you challenge me then I am not interested to come before you for the simple minded <clears throat> God is very simple to understand but for one who wants to be a crook then Krishna is the greatest crook. He will, he will completely delude that person. If he is simple minded, even a flower can remind him of God. If you see a flower, <coughs> just like if you see a painting of a flower, I actually saw, I just went to one um, office, there was a painting of a flower, of a flower was. Then it was a, like a special the petals were, it was complete paint, very thick paint. So, the petals had their shape also, like 3D shape, you know, coming out of the, it's oil painting actually. So, it was giving the real, I mean, uh, uh, the feel of a real petal when you look at it. So, immediately you will think, wow, that's a nice painting, you know, whoever did that, you know, immediately you think about the, the artist, or well, how did he? painters then when the real flower is there after which that flower was imitated that flower is an imitation of the real one and the imitation you already praise the artist when the real flower is there we don't praise anyone oh this is nature this is what photosynthesis this is what you know all this kind of thing who this is the way krishna has painted the flower you may give it names photosynthesis this or that who who has made those laws happen that plants must uh, receive sunlight and subsist on sunlight who has made that rule you may say yeah these photos in the... where did you come from why are the trees obeying that rule who made that rule so this is intelligence so a small flower can remind one of, of Krishna already. oh this is not only beautiful to look at but it also smells nice, whereas the oil painting may, may not smell as nice. The paint smell won't be as good. Hmm? And you can't have the texture, I mean, so many things. Ah. So, this is how, in the in, I mean, even in the Bhagavad Gita, later in the 7th chapter, 10th chapter, Krishna says, How you can see Krishna in everything. Even if we are not able to see Krishna, we can remind ourselves of Krishna at every step of our life. He is saying Rasoham teya I am the taste of water. When we drink water, the satisfying taste which water gives, they say water is tasteless, orderless. But if it's tasteless, why, why do we like? Why that? When we are absolutely thirsty, when water touches our tongue, that's the best thing. So, the taste is Krishna. Krishna says, I am the taste. So when we taste water, we can think about Krishna. Prabhasmi suryo. when we see the sunlight, the moonlight, we can think of Krishna. This is Krishna consciousness, to be conscious of Krishna. That's it. People ask, what is Krishna consciousness? Krishna consciousness means to be conscious of Krishna at all times. Everything should remind us of Krishna. And such consciousness will come... With Buddha, Saman Vita, not only logic and intelligence, but also Bhava, there has to be Bhava, that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he says, <coughs> what is that, uh, Thavar Jangam, <coughs> You see? Sthavar jangam dekhe na dekhe taramurti Sarvatra The Mahabhagavad, the advanced devotee certainly sees everything mobile and immobile but he does not exactly see their forms. Rather, everywhere he immediately sees manifest the form of the Supreme Lord. Everything he sees, pure devotee, what is his what is the difference between his vision and our vision he also sees the same things as we do but it reminds him of Krishna but it doesn't remind us of Krishna it's like Prabhupada said when a mechanic oh for those who are online I think they are not looking at the verse so this is from Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhilila chapter 8 verse 274 (coughs) so anyway Prabhupada said, like a mechanic, when a car breaks down, I come out and see what is in the I open the bonnet and see. I don't understand what's going on. It's just a complete chaos, complete you know, I don't understand anything. But when the, car, the mechanic he comes and sees, oh okay, he fixes it. He is seeing the same thing we are doing, we are seeing the same thing. But he is seeing because he has knowledge, when he sees, he immediately spots the the fault, and he can he can pick it up. But we we for us it's like, <laughs> what's going on? So it is not about seeing. Just like there was a joke, um, a ship broke down. You know, I think I show I told this before. A ship broke down, and how much ever they were trying and trying, nothing was. All the engineers tried and everything they were checking and. Nothing. It was not moving at all. So, one one engineer, he claimed, okay, I will. I can make this move. So, he saw. Then, first he said, I want $10,000 for this. Okay. What to do? Nobody can do. Then, he just flipped something and it started moving. Then, uh, okay, now, give me your $10,000. Why $10,000? $10, you just he just flipped something only why $10,000 for that he said $2 for flipping it and $9,998 for knowing what to flip <laughs> I mean it, it may sound, sound as a joke but you know the recent crash of the Boeing 737 uh, 8 is it no A what is that A8 Boeing 737 flight 2 flights crashed you know in recent in recent times 737 max yeah that one you know what was the problem the pilot had to just flip one switch it wouldn't have crashed honestly this was a because there was some of course it was a fault of the engineer I mean of the Boeing company that the gyroscope was not (coughs) so anyway that's technical issues but to nullify that the pilot had to just flip one switch and that's that one switch because he didn't the one pilot he did it Indonesian pilot it was going going to crash and he just flipped that and it became all right and he landed it the next day this same flight checks all were done everything looked okay then he flew and he crashed it this other pilot because he did not know what was going on he was trying everything he was trying everything but he did not flip that switch. Crashed. So, it can, you see, it can mean even life and death. Knowing what to do. It, it is, devotional service is very simple. For us, we just wake up. It's it's a, no-brainer for us. We wake up in the Mangalarthi, then we chant, then we, you know, we do deity worship, we cook for Krishna, we read, we study, we do work for Krishna and then, but people are completely bewildered about life, what to do with their lives. They go into depression, they go into mid-life crisis, quarter-life crisis, so many crises they will go through in life. You know, everything all, why? Because they do not know what to do with life. Yes, Rishanam. Now, how will the pilot know what to f- flip? because he has he has learned that similarly if we learn just like if there is milk an experienced person I mean it's not, <laughs> doesn't require much experience but if you know the process uh, a cook a chef he can see uh, yogurt in that it's not immediately apparent that the milk is yogurt but if you know the process, you can you can manifest yogurt out of that milk. But for an ordinary person, how? How, how am I going to do that? How, how to make milk like that? Wow! It's magic. What is magic? Magic is when you do not know the process um, to get something from A to B. When you do not know how to do it, then it looks magical. But when you know it, okay, that was simple. So, this is the difference. So, if you know a magic trick, if, if, if the guy walks you through the magic trick, ah, this is cheating. Then, why did you why did you not say that before? Because you do not know the process. That's what makes it interesting, the magic. You see one thing and you see it transform into another thing. You do not know how it's done and you are bewildered and that, that's That is is the kick of the magic trick. You see. So if we know the process, nothing is magical. Uh, So we need to know. So a person who is a devotee, he knows how everything is related to Krishna. That's why he can see Krishna everywhere. Krishna says, okay. for example this computer, So, this computer is made of metal, plastic or whatever. And the engineers who made this, you know, they use their intelligence. All these, earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence and false ego. These are ingredients Krishna says. Bhinna prakriti rashtadha. It is my separated energies. It is Krishna's energy. So, it is actually a product of Krishna's energy. So, a devotee will see Krishna in it. And he uses it for Krishna's service. In this way he is absorbed. So everything that we see will remind us of Krishna. Hmm. Prabhupada said, even to the extent that if one is a drunkard, he is always drinking, then Krishna says Rasoham Apsukandya, I am the taste of water, Apsu means actually any liquid. So if the drunkard thinks that oh, this taste of uh, this uh, whiskey or whatever is Krishna. Then, never mind, let him think like that. At least he is thinking of Krishna in the taste of whiskey. So, whenever he takes whiskey, he is thinking of Krishna. And one day, that thinking of Krishna will overtake his whiskey drinking and he will become a saint. And he will stop whiskey. So, it doesn't matter. Some people say, Oh, I want to be pure before I want to chant Hare Krishna. You are not pure unless you chant Hare Krishna. You are not becoming pure and then coming to Krishna. No. Krishna is the purifying factor. Of course there is the verse that Yesham papam punya karmanam. Unless one is devoid of all sinful activities then one is, can take to devotional service with determination. Huh? But that cleansing will ha- happen also with devotional service only. Just like we are going out for donation collections and you know we are selling books and all this. What is happening there? The people who are giving donations, they do not know what they are doing. They are thinking they are helping some poor people, you know. They do not know they are the ones who, who are being helped by giving. <laughs> uh, this is called Agnyata Sukriti. And that will make them pious. And one day, now we are all sitting here. Maybe we did that same thing. Maybe we gave some donation in the, some previous life somewhere to one some devotee there. Maybe one 10 cents uh, take long. So now we are sitting here. So it adds up because whatever you do for Krishna will never be lost. Neha Sadharmasya Trayate Mahato It's not lost. Whatever little you do for Krishna, it will remain in your spiritual bank balance and will add up and add up. And once that adds up, it will overtake the the materialistic, and then one is interested in it genuinely. So this is a lifetime's in the making. It's not like a sudden thing. But it doesn't matter, Prabhupada said, it also doesn't matter. Like, uh, one lady asked him, um, was I a devotee in my previous life? Prabhupada said, it doesn't matter, now you are here, you should take it. You know? Yes, of course, there is some background. But, anyway, who knows what we did last life? We can only guess. But whether or not it is a fact, that we were in some devotional service, at least now there is opportunity we should take. it. The same book, the same things will appeal to one and un- doesn't appeal to another. Why? Because one is more contaminated than the other. When one is contaminated, Krishna is not appealing. It's like a, a rusty iron. is not attracted by a magnet. The problem is not with the iron. It's with the rust that is covering the iron. When the rust is removed, the iron will irresistibly be attracted to the magnet. So we, in our original pure state, are irresistibly attracted to Krishna. Jeever, Swaroobhoy, Krishna, Nityadas. But because we have put ourselves in this rust, we have made ourselves rusty by material desires, all the contamination. Therefore, chanting is the cleansing process. Cheto, Darpana, Marjanam. Marjanam means to cleanse. Once we are cleansed by such hearing, chanting and serving, then automatically this is revealed automatically the interest comes once Prabhupada was asked um, no in this was in the early days I think in the 1967 maybe so this Brahmananda um, Prabhu and Gargamuni Prabhu two brothers you know very rich sons uh, rich man's sons so they joined up full time so before they joined up this happened so one of them was more inclined than the other in the beginning so the other was always a little bit skeptical and um, you know after the Kirtan everybody bows down then he was not bowing down he was just standing then his brother asked him to bow down he was like not so interested of course later on both of them surrendered their lives but so so the brother brought the other brother who was a little bit uh, you know so he brought him to the Prabhupada Uh, And then, uh, because he wanted Prabhupada to talk to him. So, he said, um, my brother doesn't like to bow down. Then Prabhupada asked, so why you don't bow down? He said, I want to feel something before I want to bow down. Then Prabhupada said, you bow down and then you will feel. (laughs) yeah yeah bowing down means oh I am becoming a slave to somebody you know it's like a slave mentality so that is very beneath the dignity so called so (laughs) Prabhupada said very simply because he said no I want to feel something genuine I mean to make me feel like I want to bow down to this Prabhupada said you bow down and then you will feel it's very simple answer but you see it's a total shift so, we cannot demand Krishna to submit to us before we can, we submit. No, no. It works the other way around. We have to submit to Krishna before Krishna reveals himself. It doesn't come with challenge. That's why it is a very simple thing Krishna has said. Manmana, bhava Bhakta, madhyachi, mam namaskuru. These four things you do, you become perfect in your life. What is that? Manmana, always think of me. Uh, bhakta become my devotee. Madhyaji worship me and and mam namaskuru offer namaskar to me bow down in front of me and that's it these four things are the most confidential knowledge Krishna said how is this this is so simple yeah it, it doesn't have to be complicated it's just confidential it's just that it is not revealed to everybody and it is not that Krishna doesn't want to reveal it to everybody it's we who close our doors to their revelation. The problem is with us. When the sunlight comes or the moon, there is a proverb I think in Bengali. The moon shines the same way on the Brahmin and on the Chandal. So the, the sunshine or the moonshine is the same. Whether I want to keep myself in the dark, I don't want to open my windows and doors and you know, I just want to be underground or whatever. That's my business. But sun is not withholding his effulgence from me. Everywhere there is light except on me, there is darkness. Wherever I am going, there is darkness on me. It is not like that. There is a limelight, you know, limelight, only that person is in the, in the light. There is no lime darkness, you know, for sun. no. Everywhere is the same thing. So Krishna's mercy is there for everyone. It is we who are not taken to it so that's why it is it is confidential confidential not because it is something uh, hidden top secret it is top secret because of us we don't want that to open the door to that secret and the problem is with us so if we change our attitude then krishna will definitely reveal krishna says i will reveal everything to my devotee in fact that krishna cannot hide from the devotee that much Krishna, even if he tries to hide, he cannot hide from a devotee. Many instances are there. Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami. They immediately, when they saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they identified this is Krishna. They offered prayers, praising him as Krishna himself.
1: He tried to hide,
0: don't try to fool us, you know, you cannot. (laughs) So this is how a devotee, he knows so much about Krishna. Krishna himself cannot hide from him. Whereas, for a materialist, how much ever we try to know about Krishna, Krishna will ever remain hidden. So, the whole point is to transfer Rishikena, Rishikesha Sevanam. This is the way to satisfy Krishna. So here it is. Tatparatvena Nirmalam, Rishikena, Sevanam, Bhakti Ruchyate. Bhakti or devotional service means engaging all our senses in the service of the Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Master of all the senses. When the spirit soul renders service under the Supreme, there are two side effects one is freed from all material designations, and one's senses are purified simply by being employed in the service of the Lord. Devotional service means to engage all our senses in the service of the Lord. That's it. Our sense, Just now we saw how our contemplating the senses, the sense objects, and then lust develops, and then from lust, anger, anger, there is a delusion, delusion, bewilderment of memory, then intelligence lost, and one falls down by committing sinful activities. But the same senses, if they are employed in the service of the Lord, not withholding it from any of the sense objects but increasing our attachment for Krishna. The main point is this. Increase our attachment to Krishna. Then automatically we can control our mind, everything, anger, people come to us and say, I want to control my temper. When we say, start chanting Hare Krishna, become Krishna's devotee.
1: Yeah, but I want to control
0: my temper. (laughs) They cannot see that this is the answer. So, of course, it requires some it's like when you say you take this medicine and your temperature will come down, you know, your fever will come down. No, no, no. I want something to cool my body first. That is, uh, it doesn't make sense that I have to take something to get my. You put some ice or something. That sounds more logical because it's hot, I put some ice, it will become cool down. It appears more logical. But our logic is stupid. Sometimes we cannot see what is the root of the. The root is not the temperature being hot, that's not a problem, that's a symptom of the problem. The problem is that you have a fever. Uh, so that has to be cured. Uh, that virus or bacteria, whatever, that has to be taken out. Uh, so some antibiotics have to be given. So if one understands the, the chain of how, actually ha- what happened, diagnosis. Diagnosis means to see the symptom and to reverse engineer what actually happened symptom only showed up last it started with the one virus which went into the body and started creating havoc and, died. and then it took over our body and then we showed the symptom diagnosis means the doctor sees the symptom first and then reverse engineers and tries to understand what actually caused this and try to address that So, uh, we cannot uh, really know when that virus went, doctor cannot say that, when that virus went into the body, the first virus particle, that cannot be known, but the cause is virus. Similarly, sometimes people ask, when you say we are in this material world because we have disobeyed Krishna and we were thrown out of the spiritual world and now we are in the material world. When did I do that? Don't know. Since time immemorial we have been here. But we definitely did that. When that virus came into my mind that I have to go, turn against Krishna, I don't know, but it happened. That's why I'm here. So, it is not very important question when did this happen. But the very fact that I'm here, it did happen. And now I'm still in the same same consciousness which is why I am not completely surrendering to Krishna so I better repair that address that so that is devotional service and then we will be safe (coughs) then we will be safe see so we just have to become obedient to Krishna Become Krishna conscious. That's the only answer. So, any questions or comments on this topic?
1: Yeah. Huh?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Finished. You finished reading it? Huh? Not this one. 1819, was what? 23, 1819. Oh. Is that? So, attachment to descriptions of the transcendental basically Krishna conscious, you know, that's, that's the point. Affection for those places where the Lord resides, that is a temple or a holy place like Vrindavan. These are called Anubhava, subordinate signs of ecstatic emotion. They are visible in a person in whose heart the seed of love of Godhead has begun to fructify. Anubhava, symptoms of Anubhava. So this is the thing. Somebody wrote one comment. Wait. <laughs> Somebody is saying, "Take care of my nose." <coughs> Maybe i just put this This is a comment by someone So I'm just keeping it here so that I can read it I would like to express my admiration to Bhagavad Gita class First of all About material attachments based on our senses is really destructive for us It is necessary to find some activity on higher platform to direct our senses in service to our spiritual master and Krishna. Unfortunately we need of nectar, knowledge, chanting of Mantra, strong hand of, hand of devotees to pull out of this ocean of ignorance and pollution everywhere and regarding some people not interested in listening to Bhagavad Gita and Krishna consciousness. We need to help them in order to reach the mercy of Krishna. If I don't understand something, it means I need to listen more, read and study. This is the role of senior devotees and guru. Yeah, true. So the only way is to preach Krishna consciousness. If they understand, well, good. If they don't understand, not good for them. But it's still good for us because we are still glorifying Krishna. And we can remain. Prabhupada even if nobody listens, they talk to the four walls. Rupat said, because some devotee was discouraged, nobody was coming to the classes and it was empty. Rupat said, it doesn't matter, you just preach to the four walls. So, the thing is, we have to do it for our own purification. Glorifying Krishna, it is now, I am sitting here speaking. It's not that I am well versed in this, I am not. It's just that, for my own purification the speaking is good for me and the message is good for whoever listens because it's not my message if I am speaking about something my message then I am wasting my time you are wasting your time so it doesn't benefit anyone but if we are discussing Krishna the speaker is purified and the hearer is also purified so we are both equally becoming purified by this process of Shravanam Kirtanam not that I'm more pure than you, that's why I'm speaking. (laughs) It's just that we are sharing this knowledge uh, so that we all become purified by being connected with Krishna. So in that way, my mind can be thinking of Krishna. Because if I have to speak about Krishna, I have to think about Krishna. Then I can speak about him. So that is good for me. So any other questions? There are four or five devotees, they are having some process of emotional service. They are having different nature. Mm. Nature doesn't change. Even after
1: Bhagavad uh, following four five years, then nature remains the same. How so we can uh, change that?
0: So, sort of most, co- all, all four five of them are having the same princip- following principle, they have got. Uh, So the question is, if there are four or five devotees and all of them are taking to the same path, but they have different characters, different natures, different, but all of them are doing the same thing. So first we will look at this. All the demigods and their exalted qualities such as religion, knowledge and renunciation become manifest in the body of one who has developed unalloyed devotion for the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vasudev. On the other hand, a person devoid of devotional service and engaged in material activities has no good qualities. Even if he is adept at the practice of mystic yoga or the honest endeavour of maintaining his family and relatives, he must be driven by his own mental speculations and must engage in the service of the Lord's external energy how can there be any good qualities in such a man so in other words a devotee automatically gets all good qualities but if you see their nature for example gopis loved Krishna in one way Hanuman loved Ram in one way so the nature the strength and everything of Hanuman remained the same but how he used it his anger also remained the same he was angry But that anger was not bad because he used it against Ravana and his army. So, the nature, it will change in the sense that, for example, one will desist from sinful life. One doesn't eat meat and illicit sex, gambling, intoxication, these things won't be done. So, as one progresses, one will see these improvements. So, the sinful life is stopped. The rest, the, the style of, um, just like Arjuna, he, he, he is a pure devotee and Srila Prabhupada is pure devotee and um, gopis are pure devotees. Everyone served Krishna in different ways, but they serve Krishna. That's one thing. Um, because there are innumerable unique characteristics that everybody have we are unique in every way even among Krishna's friends for example some of, like Madhu Mangal he always like to eat sweets that's his nature but he is a pure devotee of Krishna and others are they have different different moods that's another thing but here that is more of a perfected stage but now like, like we are doing the same sadhana how much are we putting not the external but how much are we actually absorbing our ourself into that sadhana Krishna says um, that uh, we have to invest our mind and intelligence in Krishna like externally being engaged in Krishna like for example some people come here cut vegetables okay I don't cut vegetables but talking rubbish fully you know talking this talking that consciousness is somewhere else so although it is good they are doing something for Krishna but it's not ideal because their consciousness is something else you know so uh, this is important our mind where our mind is bears our intelligence how much we are invested in that that's why it's attentive chanting attentive service so this is being attentive when we are doing the service whether it's hearing whether it's chanting whether it's Everything. So, some people, they may chant number 16 rounds. But if they are not, the quality of chanting offenses again count. There's so many parameters. How much um, everybody, just like, Mm. to cook, you have to ignite the fire and put the pot on the fire and then the contents will cook. But just because I ignited the fire doesn't mean I'm cooking if my pot is like 10 feet above the fire if I am wondering why it is not cooking I also lighted the fire I also put the, uh, the pot on the top of the fire bed how much distance so I have to be in the fire of Krishna consciousness to become cooked in Krishna consciousness Apakwa, one is like uh, apakwa. that word is used uncooked like immature devotional service then the risk is there we can fall down of course we will be picked up again it is still not, not a complete loss but it is better to be completely absorbed then everyone will get like for example you see if you compare Prabhupada's qualities Bhaktisiddhansara's with Haakur qualities Gaukishadar they all have the same qualities pure devotee bhakti, and how? their nature may be different but still all of them are pure devotees all of them have the same attraction for Krishna maybe somebody is empowered in a different way the Prabhupada is empowered to preach Gaurakishwadas Babaji is empowered to exhibit renunciation so different ways but in the ultimate sense all of them are Krishna conscious and so that is a perfection then there is no difference but otherwise we may see different oh, somebody is still having envious nature they don't like some devotees I don't want to see his face or her face or that kind of thing is there because are uh, still contaminated hmm. but one is he uh, t- takes the instruction more to heart then he will make more advancement like the example is there of a girl who heard in a Bhagavatam lecture that if you have faith in Krishna you can even walk on water and she took it literally and uh, she walked on water and crossed But then the Bhagavatam speaker who spoke that words, he could not. But he did not have the same faith in those words. So it's how much we take Krishna seriously, that much we will advance. We may may be doing the same things, but how much are we invested in that? Our mind, body and soul into that. So that, that is more important. Any other questions? Hmm. it mm. said that the company So how do you? Good question. So the question is, uh, non-devotees should associate with devotees to advance, but then devotees do not like to associate with non-devotees for fear of being contaminated by the association. So how? So the thing is, there are two things in association: giving association and taking association. So, taking association means I become influenced by somebody. Giving association means I influence that person. So, a non-devotee should come into the association of devotees and be ready to be influenced by their association. But if a devotee goes out in the company of non-devotees and instead of influencing them to take up Krishna consciousness, if he goes out and becomes influenced by them and smoke ganja <laughs> then that's trouble not in, not just ganja that's more dramatic but even you know subtle things so if if a devotee is um, getting influenced that means he is taking their association so that is dangerous so but he must give his association to them and influence them to take up Krishna so the example is there of the iron rod the iron rod when it is put into fire gradually it will become like fire it will become red hot and wherever you touch the iron rod that thing will burn just like fire would burn it so the iron rod has acquired the quality of the fire so wherever it is touched then it is so but if you keep on touching then and the iron rod become cold again so it has to come back to the fire so therefore in preaching we have to engage our senses as much as necessary but every time we have to come back to the association of devotees and keep the sadhana going that's why we have a daily program and then we go out to preach not just we only preach and preach and preach and completely neglect the program then we will also become we will become preached to we will be preached to by Maya not <laughs> <laughs> so, like that. So we have to give association. So the de- non-devotees have to take the association of devotees. Hmm. So they should be ready to take association. Okay, I want to advance. So I want, I don't influence this person. Just like the sannyasi, sannyasi. I, I spoke this the last time. So the one of the rules of sannyas ashram, if one becomes sannyasi, he is not supposed to cross the ocean. So, the reason being, that if he crosses the ocean, especially from India, any other land, the land is full of Miletschas and Yavanas, that means uncultured people who are not uh, accustomed to Vedic culture and who are too sensuous, too lusty and uh, you know addicted to meat-eating, intoxication, all kinds of... When Prabhupada went to America, the population was horrible, he was shocked by the way people are behaving it's a cultural shock you know at the age of 70 you go to some place totally against your culture so uh, he could have been influenced if he was not Prabhupada (laughs) if anybody else would have been influenced but Prabhupada influenced them to take up Krishna consciousness so the reason for Sanyasi to not go to these countries is because he would get influenced by their thing and he would lose his vows of Sanyas and he would break the principles and fall down But, Prabhupada, he did not carry out that instruction. He he disobeyed that instruction of Sannyasa. Oh, you should not cross. He crossed. But it is not actually a disobedience because the ultimate purpose is served. Uh, He was not, he was empowered by Krishna. So, he did not fall down. Uh, He did not fall down, succumb to that culture. He changed them to accept the Vedic culture, Krishna conscious culture. So he gave association and changed them. That is the whole idea. Clear Any other question
1: hmm Hmm.
0: So what happens when someone dies and the soul is journey? Both siding. Very quiet. Both you the What happens to the soul if he leaves the body? Hare Krishna. Yeah, when the soul after it leaves the body, the journey of the soul. Yeah, yeah that is explained in the Bhagavad Gita. Jatas dhruvam Druvamaritya Dhruvam Janma Ritascha. So, when one, the, after the death, there is immediately another birth. The soul goes into the semen of a man and then goes into the womb of a, a woman and then in that way take on another body, either in this species or another species or like that. So, you mean immediately? Immediately. Really? Mm. As soon as the soul leaves the body, it goes into another. Yes. So, there is no such thing as a, a spiritual journey where it needs to find the soul, needs to find the right... See need to find used, what? Needs to find the light of God or goes through the, the tree, you know, like in the Bible they say all that. So there's a like a, a time a time period where he has to go through a spiritual journey and What is, is a spiritual a, journey? You know what is spiritual journey? Spirit. The spirit is on a journey. Mm-hmm. That is spiritual journey. So now we are the we are the spirit soul. So, we are on a journey, if we are now in this body, then we will go to another body, to another body. Until we completely understand that we are a servant of Krishna, then we have no more body and going back to Godhead. So, especially after human birth, human life, one is judged. <coughs> the judgment day is not one particular day where all the souls are judged. That is a false conception, there's a wrong idea. Judgment day happens at the time of death, for every single person at that time. Just like a court. Not that all the thieves and murderers are just put in one corner and wait for one day, when all no. As and when it happens, he is judged. So, mm. <clears throat> like that, the death, when death happens, the Yamadutas they will take. <clears throat> if he is sinful, mostly people are. So, they will be taken to the Yamaraj first. Then they will suffer whatever they have to suffer for, and then next life they will be given. So this happens actually. There is, but if how much time normally in Hindu Sanatana
1: Dharma one year anybody dies for one year people do not go to do not
0: celebrate anything. That's mourning. No, <coughs> the idea is not to enjoy. Because somebody died, so one must contemplate on these things, on what is life and what is... Instead of just going straight back into a movie theater, you know, try to reflect on what happened and what is life and... So, <coughs> so, what is the purpose of, <coughs> of days after someone dies? Mm-hmm. No, it is different for different... Different for different castes. <gasps> Some people do Saranamakum, we don't do that. For example, for us, we we chant Krishna, Hare Krishna, that's it. I know. So, what's the purpose of it? To me, when they say, okay, we have to pray every day for the soul, for his journey, so that it reaches the light of God and then... Not light of God. <laughs> yeah, please, if he is... Yeah, because it's told by a person who doesn't really know the scriptures and he just takes talks on... What is light of God? So, Brahmins, they, they observe for 10 days. The Kshatriyas, they observe for 2 weeks. some 14 days, 16 days. like, that. And for the, I think, Vaishyas also same. And then the Shudras, 30 days. So, this is for different castes, it's different. But for Vaishnavas, we only do 3 days. Because our main thing is, we are back in the service again. Because the whole idea of mourning is to you know reflect it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an event where we can of course the prayer for the soul is there <clears throat> because the soul can be helped otherwise there is this pindadan and all this why it is there? every year we must do the Shraddha you know, all these things, why? because there, there is a way that this departed soul can be helped by the family members there is explained in Bhagavad Gita also in the first chapter in the 40, 40th verse, and you know, around that area, that one has to offer one's. That's, why, that's a, that is that is the meaning of the word putra. Putra means uh, son. It's called putra because it's a it's an acronym actually. Pu and tra. Pun pu, and the pu stands for Pun naraka. So there is a naraka or hell named pun. And then there is a tra. Tra means trayate. Uh, one who releases. So, one who releases his father and his forefathers from going to that hell, he is a Putra. So, a a, a descendant of a family, he is supposed to offer all these things, especially when the soul departs and also every year, then he remains in Pitraloka. Then he can be given this Vishnu. The Pinda is Vishnu Prasadham and that is being taken to that departed soul. So, these rituals are there where even after the soul is departed, these are concessions given by the Lord. That even after the soul is departed, he still can be helped by these ritualistic processes. But, the Brahmins who are doing all these things, how qualified they are again. Nowadays, that is another big issue. Because the Brahmins have to be qualified, whoever is doing that. You know, they have to be qualified enough to do that. Where is the Sadhana, where is the tapas, everything. So, the best way in Kali Yuga is just to chant people are into all these rituals and all but they forget the aim of these rituals is to chant is to actually become Krishna conscious when somebody is uh, passes away every <laughs> part of India they have a different name of Krishna they will chant in South India also Govinda Govinda means the person has left then in the North India Ram Naam Satya means the person died why they chant they don't realize when Ram Naam Satya actually there was a there was a joke I think it, it was a campaign anti-smoking campaign in, in India you know there was a vending machine of cigarettes and then when you put the money and press the button to to alert the smokers so the Ram Nam Satya the voice will come <laughs> and the person will be like jolted <laughs> it is used as a sign of death Ram Nam Satya means death but actually what is the meaning Ram Nam Satya hai, that is the only truth the name of Ram everything else is temporary everything else is uh, not truth it is it is, it's a, it's an illusion so this um, you know focusing on the body focusing on these things are material body this is illusion so we have to focus on the name of Ram always not just when somebody dies Govinda Govinda means somebody died means Govinda Govinda why you can't chant Govinda every day so these chanting is there and even Bhagavad Gita is studied when somebody passes away in more pious families. The second chapter and all this because it talks about birth, death and all these things. So these are chanted. Why? Because to remind ourselves to give solace and also to help because when a person dies and you know on his departure these things are chanted. It is good. But it is much better when it is done when he is living. <laughs> when he can actually hear that and you know, benefit from that association, why, why pray to somebody when he died, when he is living let him do whatever he wants, when he died, then, oh, then we will come and pray for him, what is the use, but that's why it is, it is just a concession, but the main thing is, to do it while he is alive, and if one is a devotee, that's the best, by just being a devotee, the Prahlad Maharaj was told by Narasimhadeva, all 21 generations of your forefathers are being delivered, not just one. So that is the whole idea. So a Vaishnava, he doesn't mourn for, uh, first of all, he doesn't mourn. Because real Bhagavad Gita 2nd chapter 13th verse, he says, uh, "Dhira, he will not mourn for somebody's death. You are mourning for what is not worthy of grief, Arjuna Krishna is saying. You are mourning for this body. So it's not really a mourning, okay, just acknowledge that the person has passed away, but Get back to service again. Whereas the karmi is they don't do any service. If they don't have some joy like this, they will not do anything connected with God. And do something. It is good for the departed soul. Good for these people who are doing also. At least they are doing something. But in the after that, they go back again to the movie theater and Netflix. <laughs> so this is the problem. But a devotee is always engaged in Krishna Consciousness. You know? Why there's different times for Brahmins, Kshatriyas, Vaishyas, Sutra? Because the level of contamination because Sutras are very prone to sense gratification. So, 30 days for them. No, no. no. So, more focus. Whereas the Brahmins, they are pretty much supposed to at least understand. So, 10 days. But then again, go back to Brahmanical business. But no, nowadays Brahmins are doing what? So, these rituals have lost much of their meaning because they have become only those rituals without any base. The the, the Upanayana sanskar, just get a thread. No matter who you are, what you are doing, doesn't matter, just get a thread. Because we are Brahmins, we have to show. Otherwise, people will laugh at us. No meaning the thread means he has taken shelter of a guru. That's a meaning. Just like a certificate. It's any piece of paper. I can I can buy a better piece of paper than the university and I can buy, print a maybe better design of certificate. But that certificate has no value. So that's what is happening nowadays. These rituals are becoming are becoming less and lesser of value because there's no substance. It is just being imitated. If I just imitate the university and get some certificate done and i have a Bachelor degree or Master's degree or PhD in this and this. I don't have the knowledge. But the have come down years, of years
1: ago.
0: No, because the rituals were based on knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita also in the 18th chapter. But now, No, no, no. The ritual may stay, but the knowledge is lost. Oh. They, like they do this, oh, we must do like this, we must do like that. Why? They don't know. They don't know. And it becomes superstition now. Oh, we must do this. Why we don't know. No, it has been done like that. We should not change. Why it should be done like that? There has to be a, a, having a reason. But the reason why that is lost. He is just doing a thing meaninglessly. That's why there is a there is a verse. Shraddha <laughs> na Vidhihinam ashrishtanam mantrahinam adakshinam sraddhavirahitam Tamasam Parichakshateam. Any sacrifice performed without regard for the directions of scripture, without distribution of prasadam, spiritual food, without chanting of Vedic hymns and remuneration to the priests and without faith is considered to be in the mode of ignorance. If you do any sacrifice and there is no faith in that sacrifice and there is another verse also which says, um, doing without knowledge doing the sacrifices without knowledge bears no fruit there is another verse like that what is the Sanskrit for that? Huh? what is that? sorry? now what I am saying is there is a verse that if Sacrifices are performed without knowledge. They bear no fruit. I think it is somewhere here. Wait, let me see. Do a quick search. somewhere I'm not, maybe looking at the wrong chapter somewhere but anyway that verse is there anyway the idea is that that one if we do without knowing them
1: that's why what to do and what
0: to, not to do because all of these are rituals right in the mentioned in the Vedas so that is shown by the spiritual master so, therefore, we need a guru. Guru Sadhu Shastra. So, the guru will tell us what we should do based on the scriptures. Then, if we do that, then it will, it's perfect. So, in the Kalyuga, now Prabhupada has told us what to do. One to chant. Chanting is the best way for anything. All
1: sanskara is there in all also.
0: It is there. Sanskara also as the it is there. Yeah. Okay. nowadays, like, what we do,
1: actually, they just call the Vinyasya, it's a place where all these Ramanas take money and they will
0: just read some mantra, and recite some mantra, and they just give you appropriate and yeah, that's That's why the whole culture is going down, because it's without knowledge.
1: Mm-hmm. You can you do a uh, place for your ancestors? Painted. Painted. Picture. Something starts with picture. Uh-huh. I forgot the full name for it. Like, prayer for the ancestors. Mm-hmm. You know, Shuram, when go to Kasi, yeah. You know
0: that? Uh, they, uh, just by the sea, they do a certain uh, prayer, right? Uh-huh. So, are those Brahmin prayers actually children? there are these prayers but nowadays the brahmins are not qualified the best way is this mm. pitra i mean there are actually few things you know and, and there are many things starting with the word pitra actually pitri you know, pitra so many things but yeah we is for the ancestors, so here it is mentioned devarshi bhutapta Niranam pitrinam nakinkaronayam ranisharajan sarvatmanaya sharanam saranyam gato mukundam parihritya kartam Bhagutham 11.5.41 so here O king who has given up all, one who has given up all material duties and has taken full shelter of the lotus feet of Mukunda who offers shelter to all He is not indebted to the demigods, great sages, ordinary living beings, relatives, friends, mankind or even one's forefathers who have passed away. Since all such classes of living entities are part and parcel of the Supreme Lord, one who has surrendered to the Lord's service has no need to serve such persons separately. So devotee, that's that's why we don't do, in our thing there is no Pindadan and all these things we don't do. Chaitanya can do anything he likes. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is <coughs> Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But, these are the things, you know, a devotee does not have to do. So actually, because it won't work also. Because other than Harinam, Harer Naam, Harer Aiva Kevalam, this only will work. Nowadays, the Brahmins have no potency, first of all. Their mantras chanting is hopeless. Not just the pronunciation of what? There has to be tapasya backed up with the... Which, which are supposed to back up those mantras. Then the mantras will have potency. But now everything is... not there. So, the best way is to chant. I have the highest perfection just by chanting. Yeah. More than, more than even these ritualistic ceremonies, Because one is directly connecting with Krishna. It is a far more powerful process. Yeah, we will stop here. Anything? Before going to other body,
1: soul has to take a special body
0: and go to a different kind of hell. Yeah, yeah, that's all we have. Before going Yeah, we have connected. I mean, we have just told now. He has to go to hell. so I was wondering why I guess I was thinking you go to hell and you go to a different
1: stage, right?
0: yeah but you say instantaneously they're, they're they are you see instantaneously they are taken to hell and they are given the body there to hell yeah, yeah. But, yeah in, in Kali Yuga basically it's hell even <laughs> you know, one way or the other we are committing sin yeah if you are not a devotee practically in Kali Yuga, you have to go to hell <laughs> after that then you get the body next body either animal life or human life so that the divided soul does not fall down to hell. Does not fall down. That's the, re- the reason why. That's a concession. So if the soul has already taken another body, let's say, then why are we merely the prayers for them, for the same soul? Right. So now no, if we're doing the prayers, the soul doesn't fall down from the Pitrloka. He will still stay in the Pitrloka. Until the offerings are uh, stopped, he will be there. If the offerings are stopped, then he will fall down.
1: Is year, day for year, day for
0: In the Pithra Loka, 24 but hours.
1: It.
0: Yeah. But if you are a devotee, you don't have to. That's the thing. And the doing also have to be proper again the brahmanas, that's why I'm saying the mantras, chanting and all these things. You cannot summon the ribhu devatas who are the, like the courier agents. They take the offering to the departed soul in that subtle form. They will not be summoned by not proper chanting. That's why everything is not correct in this Kali Yuga. Everything they are just trying to make simplified shortcuts, cutting corners, doing this <laughs> and that. That's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu knows we are, we are, we want shortcuts. So he gave the biggest shortcut. You just chant, you don't worry about this or that, just chant. I know you all are into, into shortcuts, so this is a shortcut for you. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu just gave a shortcut. <laughs>
1: Shiva takes care of the All the hell
0: and thing, reduces and all the things. He takes care, but well, that is same. But if I die uh, in Kashi smoking ganja, then I won't be taken by Shiva. Same. you are in Kashi and you happen to be in Europe and then you die
1: in Europe, what happens?
0: No, the, see, it, it, the main thing is the mental condition at the time of death. Mm-hmm. It's more important is that like Saddam Hussein. He died on Vaikuntha Ekadasi. You know Vaikuntha Ekadasi, Moksha Da Ekadasi. It was an Ekadasi he died on, this mother, Saddam Hussein. It doesn't mean anything because his consciousness was not Krishna conscious. <laughs> his consciousness was not Krishna conscious. Yes. Why do you have to mention that? No, because you said die in Kashi, right? So, the, whether you die in this holy place or holy time or whatever, it doesn't mean a thing if you are not Krishna conscious. Just like Prabhupada said, uh, the um, just like we ask everybody to wake up morning for mangala Prabhupada said, even the Calcutta train driver also is waking up at three a.m. Doesn't mean he is Krishna conscious. Doesn't mean he is in the Satvik, is in a mode of goodness just because he is waking up at three a.m. What is he waking up for? Because night duty or whatever you know, that time his duty is going to start. So he's he's in he's absorbed in money making and in the Rajasik and Tamasik lifestyle. That's not Satvik. Or even the, the guy who is parting out, parting, you know, they're also awake at 5 a.m. But they're not in the mode of goodness. They're mode of ignorance. Uh-huh. Yeah, when it is connected with Krishna, then it is purifying, even if one doesn't know. That is there. what is a simple prayer that doesn't count. what is it's a prayer so in your in the, no what is a what is a prayer in your definition Whole uh, like the and then you uh, know so the and then the mantra for <laughs> <And> the <mantras laughs> like, your your, yeah. not all your this mantra hare krishna hare krishna, hare krishna. yeah I, that's what the whole but class is about you is have there. to chant only hare krishna yes. <laughs> No, you can be where you are. You can be where you are, but you're not going to sustain it for long. You have to come to the temple to first of all know how it's done because you may be doing it wrongly for years and years, you don't even know what you're doing. And then, of course, there is another song that we sing for the Guru, Guru Vashtagan. And then after that, the Hare Krishna and Tulasi Puja. We don't know how to do all these things. So, we have to learn it from a temple. And of course, we have to still do it in the house, but then it's not an excuse not to come to the temple. In fact, it is always better to come to the temple. Prabhupada said, "Better to live near the temple and always come morning and evening to the temple." The more important thing is not the puja, and the more important thing is the association of devotees. I was just talking to another person yesterday also. It's the same thing. At what makes a temple? What is the difference between this and upstairs uh, is a kung fu class? this um, area is the same building is the same address postal code is the same but what is the difference the difference is the consciousness of the people here you may say Krishna is here but Krishna is also in every atom even in the Kung Fu class Kung Fu school but for, for Krishna to be anywhere is not the problem that's not a temple temple is where glorification of Krishna is done and that is by devotees Krishna is there on the road also Krishna is there in every shop even in the meat eater shop is there because he is in every atom but where glorification of Krishna happens that is the temple so glorification of Krishna is done by devotees so if we are in association because alone maya can sweep us away even if you are doing alone you know it is very difficult but at least you learn from the temple and then you maintain it at home that's you no know, better than not doing at all. So, prayer means again, not in our own way. Prescribed. What is prescribed? Prescription is important. So, it's getting very late. We'll stop here. I will stop here.